Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So what happens when a liberal cable news network, MSNBC, accidentally admits the obvious? That government is probably the cause of your problems, whether you live in a red state or a blue state. And the great part is they're entirely oblivious to the outcome of what they said. Entirely oblivious to the whole entire thing. I, there's nothing better than, than segments like this. I'm going to show you what I mean coming up in a minute. I got that. Also, I'm going to follow up in our last few shows how we're just kind of walking backwards into World War III, you know, whistling past the graveyard. And I'm not going to let it happen. The signs are everywhere. And Biden is apparently oblivious to the entire thing. Let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You ever read the fine print that appears when you start browsing in incognito mode? It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, even your internet service provider. So what's the point of incognito mode? It's not exactly incognito. To stop people from seeing the sites you visit, do what I do and use ExpressVPN. Think about the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, restaurant, hotel, your parents' house. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the administrator of that network. Your home internet provider can also see and record your browsing data. They don't, that's none of their business. And in the U.S., they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. You know that? ExpressVPN encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so your private online activity stays just that, private. It's your business. ExpressVPN works on all your devices and is super easy to use. We use it here. I don't go online without it. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN today by going to expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joseph, it's Friday, my good friend, so... It's Friday! Yeah! You know, can I, I, I listen, self-praise stinks. I totally get it. Uh-huh. No one wants to hear any kind of a host praise their own content. So in advance, please forgive me. I'm begging for your forgiveness. But yesterday I, I was on Facebook looking for some stuff and I happened across one of our clips, which, you know, popped up like, look, here's the Dan Bongino show. Uh-huh. And it was a clip about Joe Biden and the red carpet from yesterday. And, uh, I want to laugh. My, uh-huh. my intestinal wall, I mean, my abdominal wall still a wreck. But I got to tell you guys, it, 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 the show is funny sometimes. It was like, I was watching it like it wasn't even me. And I'm like, that's pretty good stuff. So thank you for uh, supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, I liked my own clip. I know that's kind of weird. <laughs> Self-praise does stink. But that did happen. Joe, me, me and Joe, I commented on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't Biden who can't even walk down the red carpet. He doesn't even understand he's supposed to walk on the red carpet. And me and Joe are looking at each other like, <laughs> is this hard? Is, what are the rules of the red carpet? The rules of the red carpet are just stay on the red carpet. This is not complicated, bro. I mean, honest to God, Joe, you can, please, you can tell a kindergartner, here's the red carpet, sonny boy. Just walk up and down. Biden can't figure that out. Be All right, careful. I'm moving, I don't want to get this guy. I, I was listening to him. Like, this is hilarious. Moving on. So uh, yesterday, this segment aired on MSNBC. And there's nothing better than when liberal outlets accidentally admit the truth. I read an article a long time ago. And you would all be doing me a tremendous favor if you'd help me find it. I'm going to crowdsource here. 
There was an article that came out. Uh, I discussed it on one of my really early podcasts. I mean, really early. When Joe and I were recording back in the Severna Park uh, basement there with moving blankets on the wall in like a four by four space, right? There was an article in the Wall Street Journal, and I forget who wrote it, but it compared two counties, one in Appalachia and one, I think, in Baltimore, Maryland, and how both of these areas had a lot of government spending, welfare, food stamps, and how one voted for Romney and one voted for Obama. And it was eerie. They they both had the exact same problems, drug use, unemployment. The article's fantastic because it makes the point that regardless of your politics or who you vote for, that the problem in most of our lives right now is government, as Ronald Reagan said. And I think the Republican Party has gotten away from that. We've gotten into this new kind of ridiculous old school George W. Bush, compassionate conservative nonsense where we feel the need to BS people and we feel the need to tell them like, oh, no, government's not a bad thing. Let's just make it our government. And we'll do it the right way. And no, that's not possible. You see, that's not possible. Whenever government gets involved in any space outside of a very limited area, military, a court system, maybe some interstate roads, whatever the government touches, I need you to understand it destroys and it destroys it for a reason. I'm going to give you a Milton Friedman segment, audio video in a second that'll explain exactly why it's indisputable. It's not that government is, is, is inherently evil. It's that it's inherently incapable. The incentives for government to do anything right are never there. Whatever the government touches, it's going to destroy. Here, I want you to watch this segment. This is MSNBC, and they're trying to make the case that these red states, look at these poor red states. They're getting all this government money. Yeah, that's the point, you dumbass. Maybe these red states are poor because they're getting a lot of government money. Huh? I mean, the, <laughs> you cut it. You cut the clip. You saw it. Here, check this out. Listen to yourself. For most of the states that do better, you can see, for example, Mississippi, which is the poorest state in the country, that light blue are programs like Medicaid, programs like Medicaid. The dark blue includes programs like food stamps. And so because they, pay, they are poor or pay less, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say it quite that way, because they pay less um, and have lower income uh, residents, they get back more in federal benefits toward those programs. So, Steve, you've laid out the numbers here. If this hypothetical were to happen, and Marjorie Taylor Greene were to get her wish uh, and these states were to secede, what are some of the practical real world impacts it would have on those states? Yeah, they would be they would have huge sort of deficits, economic deficits. They wouldn't have money for their projects. They wouldn't have new bridges. They wouldn't have federal installations uh, in their districts. They wouldn't have food stamps and they wouldn't have Medicaid to help cushion their residents against uh, pretty extreme poverty. Uh, it would be a it would be a really tough and stupid economic decision. And again, the whole irony of this is you've got Republicans who oppose kind of almost every kind of federal spending who are the biggest beneficiaries of the federal spending that they oppose. So in summary, a terrible idea for everyone involved and a hypocritical. Well, let's knock it off. Ter terrible idea for everyone uh, in those red states. He's busy looking for that. everybody's looking for this. I got everyone looking for this article this morning because it's so good. It nails it. Folks, you understand, like, he just completely eviscerated the idea that government is a source of benevolence or philanthropy in your life. He's like, man, this is so weird, Joe. Mississippi's getting all this money. 
and the federal government. Big welfare people in Mississippi. And it's really bad over there. And it'd be really terrible if the government pulled out. Like, it would be worse. You just said they were the poorest state in the union. As they're receiving all these government benefits. So, Joe, using reason. Now, listen, Armacos, yeah. you've been here a long time. Abdominal wall's hurting a little bit today. I need a little bit of armor cost support here. Yes, sir. Tell me if I'm crazy. So he just said, man, that Republican state of Mississippi, that's big trouble. Look how poor these people are, these deplorables. They're so terrible. And gosh, they're getting all this government money. <laughs> and man, if that government money ran out, they'd be poorer and worse. You see how he never makes the connection? There you go. Never make... Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Government spending in your life is a curse. Yesterday I had, um, as a physical therapist, comes over my house, works on my arm every day. Got the stitches out, feel pretty good. Uh, scar a little ugly, but that comes with the territory. But I'm feeling good. But I'm talking to the physical therapist yesterday. Uh, and Fox was on in the background. And I was making this exact point that there's a difference between malfeasance and misfeasance, right? It's misfeasance. I've used the example a lot. Old, older lady and the sidewalk falls in front of you. You don't help her up, right? Misfeasance, bad move. Malfeasance is different. It's a different degree of depravity. It's the older lady falls on the sidewalk in front of you. And as she gets up, you punch her in the face. Different degrees of depravity, correct? That's the difference with government is it's malfeasance. It's not misfeasance. I want you to understand that every dollar government gives to people that they don't earn themselves steals away the opportunity for them to earn their own living. I was talking to a physical therapist about uh, his, his kid and how we both made uh, our, our children work. My daughter, I, well, I have the ability to finance her lifestyle. I choose not to. My daughter works for a living. My daughter works in a clothing store and she works in an ice cream store and she comes here. My daughter doesn't have to. My daughter told me once that one of her friends uh, parents got their um, a Porsche when they were 17. I said, that's great. Uh, you're getting a Honda. So that, <laughs> that uh, uh, you know why? Why, Dan, you don't love your daughter? Are you greedy? You're trying to keep, no, not at all. I'm not going to steal away the opportunity for my daughter to learn the value of what she can produce and the value she can create for the world with her own hands and her own mind. You understand that's what government does to people. It steals away their opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing benevolent, philanthropic, or even good about helping people, air quotes, with government money because you're not helping. You're actually destroying their lives. He just made that point so clearly. If I ever find that Wall Street Journal article, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a whole segment on it because it points out these problems. How it doesn't matter who you vote for, if you're Mississippi or you're California, wherever you see a, a endless tidal wave of government funds taking away the incentive for people to work, you've stolen away their lives. And it doesn't matter if it's Appalachia or Los Angeles. It doesn't matter. Now, why is that? Folks, it's Friday. So I like to cover more evergreen material on our Friday show. I got your questions coming up later, too. And Joe Biden walking us into World War III. But I can make the case, and I think Joe agrees, that this is the most important economic video, uh, economic space video you'll ever see. It's not complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. 
But it's the late, great Milton Friedman, a uh, lodestar in my life, a man who changed my life through his writings. Milton Friedman once described why government spending will never, ever work and why it's always destructive. Because there is no incentive to buy something that is either cost efficient or that's of quality because it's not their money and they're not even spending it on themselves. This is the most important minute and 35 seconds you're ever going to hear. And I highly recommend you snip this clip, do whatever you do and spread it around to all your liberal friends and ask them to explain where exactly Milton Friedman's wrong when he explains why government spending is a curse. Take a listen. The essential thing that they have to know is who spends whose money. Consider the following situation. First, you spend your own money. When you spend money, you can spend either your own or somebody else's. You can spend it on yourself or on somebody else. That gives you four sets which are very important to understand. If you spend money on yourself, you're very careful how much you spend, and you're very careful how you spend it. If you spend your money on somebody else, you buy a gift for someone. You're still careful about how much you spend, but you don't pay quite so much attention to how you spend it. And that is a little worse than spending your own money on yourself. But now if you spend somebody else's money on yourself, that's different. Then you don't care how much you spend, but you're very careful that you get as much as you can for what you spend. But then take the fourth of those. When you spend somebody else's money on somebody else, then you neither give much attention to how much you spend nor how you spend it, how carefully you spend it. And that fourth situation is government. All government can, is, can do is to take some people's money and spend it on other people. And that is why there is so much waste, so much corruption in, in government spending. Oh, man. Folks, yeah. I mean, it, it, that, it, it is, I mean, I think he writes about it in his book, exactly that. I think it's Capitalism and Freedom, the first time I encountered that. But the elegance of it and the simplicity of it and the accuracy of it, when government, the United States government takes money from other people, and then spends it on other people. They don't spend it on themselves. Yes, they get paid by taxpayer dollars, but they're not spending the money on themselves per se. There is no incentive to, one, do anything for cost control, because what do you care? It's not your money. But here's the kicker. There's not even an incentive to buy things that are quality, because you're not even buying them for yourself. If the government were to go out and, say, buy Ferraris for every member of the senior executive service in the government, it'd be a huge waste of money. Granted, right? We can all accept that. The cost would be out of control. However, at least they'd go buy quality cars. You'd be like, hey, I want the best Ferrari, which would incentivize Ferrari to produce good cars. The government doesn't even do that. They spend it on other people, so they don't even care if you get a Pinto because it's not theirs. Folks, that, that single minute and 30 seconds I'm, I'm dead serious. Transform me from a, a, a libertarian leaning independent to an economic conservative almost overnight. Because the logic of it is irrefutable. And I encourage the MSNBC commentator who bizarrely makes the connection between government spending and poverty, even in Republican states, 
to listen to that Friedman clip, make the connection, and then maybe a light bulb will go off and he'll be like, look at that. I just explained it to myself. All right, I got to move on. Uh, this is your, I got a name for these guys. What do you think? We're going to call these the syrup of Ipecac segments. <laughs> segments I don't want to do, but I have to do because we have to purge the country of the poison of stupidity. I, I hate these segments. I hate them because liberals are really dumb. Uh, liberals have gotten a lot of other liberals to be dumb. Media liberals are dumb. And the dumbing down of America is causing a rapidly approaching financial apocalypse. And I'm not going to be a part of it. So I've been doing these syrup of Ipecac segments. You know, Ipecac makes you kind of throw up, get all the bad stuff out. I did a couple on Social Security over the last few days, showing you we can fix the program. You deserve the program to be fixed. Promises were made to you, our seniors. You worked your asses off in a much harder environment than we live in now. We love you. You are the greatest generation. I sincerely mean that. My grandfather was the greatest man I ever met. Promises were made to you, and those promises should be kept. However, the syrup of Ipecac part is those promises are not kept. The program is going to go bankrupt in a decade. I'm sorry to inform you. And doing nothing will trigger a 20% cut. Meaning the social security program now, which is do nothing, is a cut. Okay? I've, I, if we do nothing, it's a cut. That's just a fact. I want to save it for you. I want to help you. I am dying to help you. I do not want to see anyone end their old age in poverty after having fought World War II, worked in coal mines with black lung. I do not want to see that. I care. I mean it. I am a Christian. I'm a sinner at heart. Unfortunately, I'm trying my best, but I'm telling you, I care about you deeply. And I am just telling you the truth. So here's syrup of Ipecac bottle two. Folks, Medicare is no better. Matter of fact, Medicare, which you're relying on to save your life, is in even worse condition. No. You want the math? Folks, Bobby Jindal and Newt Gingrich, you don't have to like these guys if you're a liberal. Oh my gosh, two Republicans. I really don't care. These are just facts. What does Shapiro say? Facts don't care about your feelings. I don't either. I'm just telling you the facts. You want medical care into your 60s, 70s, and 80s? You trust Medicare? Then you better understand what's going on. Jindal and Gingrich have this piece in the Wall Street Journal where they lay out uh, three things right now that will undoubtedly, unquestionably, factually and accurately happen if nothing is done about Medicare. This is not a matter of opinion. It is a matter of math. They note first that the Medicare Hospital Trust Fund is projected to run out of money in 2028, even sooner than Social Security in 2033, by the way, which will trigger a 10% payment cut for medical providers that'll get larger as the imbalance grows. All right, you got that? So if we do nothing about Medicare, which is the current plan, the current plan, fellas, about Medicare is what? The current plan is described as shut your freaking pie hole. Republicans too. Do nothing. Seniors don't want to care, uh, don't want to hear about Medicare reform. Okay. Well, the seniors want to hear about in five years a 10% payment cut. Now, why is that 10% payment cut to the doctors you go to a big deal? Well, because as they note in the piece, this type of indiscriminate across-the-board payment cut to your doctors is going to make the doctor shortage in the U.S. even worse, leading to longer wait times and rationing of health care. You think your doctors... Let me just ask you a simple question. There are a lot of good doctors out there doing good work. 
The doctors are barely making money now on Medicare patients. So in five years, there's going to be a 10% cut across the board. You think your doctor's going to continue to see patients knowing he's going to go out of business and have no business if he doesn't? Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Who is that? Is that Medea or something? I mean, do you need to hear it from her? I mean, it's just pure math. My brother-in-law is a doctor. He told me once, what did he say? It takes $3,000 a day to open the office just in like lighting, electric, and maintenance staff or whatever it may be. Whoa. So, so you're telling him that just to open takes 3000 and you're going to cut his payment so he makes 2900 So he's going to go to work every day to lose $100 and basically go bankrupt so he can't feed his own family? I, I don't understand where that math comes from. They note that third, the longer waiting times and the rationing for those on Medicare is a de facto benefit cut. I know you don't want to hear it, ladies and gentlemen, and I certainly don't want to be the one to tell you. But if we don't fix this soon and start means testing this and start working on ways to get neutral site, they talk about uh, neutral site payments and start getting uh, uh, private Medicare plans in that option, expanding advantage, your Medicare advantage, you're going to have nothing left. I'm really sorry to break the bad news, but it is what it is. This shows the truth, and I deeply care about you. You gave a lot for this country in a much more difficult time. Your government screwed you over, and I'm not going to take part in it. All right, I got more coming up next. They lie about everything all the time. Uh, Kamala Harris had a beauty yesterday, and then the attacks on Ron DeSantis have just gotten brutal. Did you know Ron DeSantis has prevented the teaching of slavery in Florida schools, Joe? That's awful. What? My gosh, what a terrible, yeah, horrible. I know, guy should be impeached immediately. Son of a gun. Son, son of a, he can't believable, man. That guy's terrible. So we'll get to that. Kidding, of course. We'll get to that in a minute. If you own a business, has been a bumpy ride. From the pandemic to inflation, I'm sure you could use a break. Innovation refunds can help. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. It's not a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to getrefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they put together are highly trained in this little known payroll tax refund program, and they've already returned $1 billion to businesses they can help you too. They do all the work with no charge up front, and they simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those that took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. To find out if your business qualifies, just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. The payroll tax refund's only available for a limited amount of time, so don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Thanks, GetRefunds.com. So uh, they lie all the time, of course. They lie to keep these numbers, I told you, and to keep you from taking the syrup of Ipecac and hoping that one day you won't notice when you get kicked in the nuts and your doctor says, I'm sorry, I can't accept you as a patient anymore because they're cutting my... Uh, uh, my, my provider benefit by 10%. I can't afford it. Oh my gosh, where'd that come from? I don't know. Five years ago when Dan Bongino warned you about it on his podcast. My social security payments down by 20%. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. 10 years ago, Dan Bongino told you that the social security actuaries actually warned you this was going to happen and politicians did nothing. Here's simple. This is just kind of funny stuff. Though. This is the Baghdad Bob section of the show. Here's Kamala Harris suggesting that the uh, Biden administration hilariously has uh, lowered your fuel and electric, your electric bill. Take a listen to this. Every day, Joe Biden and I talk about and work 
together with our partners like former leader Hoyer, current leader Hoyer, um, to lower the cost for the people of our nation, because you are a leader. For working families, we have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more money in their pocket to buy things like school supplies, replace the dishwasher, or take a family vacation. So I took a look, did a little searching, took me about 22.6 seconds. Electricity bills are up 11.9%. Folks, nothing they tell you is actually true. I hope you get that. This is the Baghdad Bob administration. Uh, here's Baghdad Bob, Corrine Jean-Pierre uh, as well, suggesting that, yeah, yeah, they're taking this Palestine, Ohio train derailment, chemical abomination, the uh, basically nuking of an entire town with toxic chemicals. They're taking it really seriously, despite the fact that Biden still hasn't been there. Uh, Baghdad Buttigieg showed up yesterday in a in a, a cosplay uh, construction suit with a hard hat on three <laughs> weeks too late after Trump showed up. But uh, don't worry, they're taking it really seriously. Check this out. Following up on East Palestine, can you at least, I know you can't say that the president has plans to go there now, but is it in discussion that the president may go there in the near future? I just don't have anything to share. I know I know there's a lot of interest uh, on that. I mean, I guess the question the folks for, for folks there, though, at least to say it's in discussion, has it been something that's even under consideration? I mean, I think what folks should understand and what folks should, I think, feel at ease is that the president has taken this very seriously. Yeah, he's taking it seriously, folks, at ease. You got a chemical bombardment of a small town in Ohio. But don't worry, they're the smellies, the deplorables, the Walmart shoppers. So no one seems to give a damn. It's the same people they deride and you know, destroy. They call all kinds of horrible names. Remember, as I said yesterday on my radio show, what we call America, Palestine, Ohio, they call flyover country. They don't give a damn about you. If it was a social justice power center in Los Angeles, it'd be the biggest story in human history. But because it's you, a bunch of middle-class workers, who don't fit the preferred demographic social justice identity politics demo of the left. Nobody really gives a stuff. The show's all about correcting the record. The show's always been about correcting the record. We always figured Joe and I we would give you an hour every day, but we would give you information so you could go back and argue with your liberal friends and correct the record because the record is typically almost always wrong. One of the recent targets of an endless litany of lies and a disinformation campaign because they're scared of him has been the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. I haven't seen anything like this since what they did to Trump. Trump and Ron DeSantis are, are serious. Not, I hate the word existential. I mean, the Democrat Party will not cease to exist if they win. But they are very serious threats to the Democrat Party. Trump, because he's not a swamp rat and doesn't really care what the swamp thinks and goes after them in the media. DeSantis is a threat for some of the same reasons, but more. DeSantis, uh, like Trump, has made significant inroads in the Hispanic and black community in Florida. He has figured out a way to talk to people that attracts both a younger crowd and a minority crowd. And it has the Democrats in a panic. So the Democrats, again, because they're liars, they're disgusting filth, and they lie about everything all the time. I debunked all the Ohio Rail stuff yesterday. Please listen to the show where they made up the entire story about the breaks and the Trump regulations and the number of people on the train. They just lie. They lie all the time. Liberals are liars. They're gross. They're really horrible people. Uh, the, 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 attacks, the attacks on DeSantis have been relentless. Here is a media montage, a, a hilarious one, by the way, suggesting somehow that the evil Ron DeSantis is preventing black history from being taught false. 
preventing slavery from being taught, absolutely false. Uh, pulling books about Hank Aaron off the shelves, absolutely false. You understand they're making this all up. I'll prove it to you. And again, what took about 45 seconds of research, this is what we do. We just correct the record from liberal stupidity on this show. First, listen to this, listen to this montage of media idiots. Check this out. Florida is becoming ground zero for the culture wars Republicans are waging and a sign of what we might expect from the National Party. Erasing history, banning books. Florida has gone from don't say gay to don't say black. Ron DeSantis is barring education about race, gender, sexual orientation, or any part of history that might make white Christians feel bad. He's against AP. He's against DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. He's against ESG this week. He is against LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to ban the alphabet. Basically, what he's done is this kind of Orwellian plot to censor what is being taught in the classrooms. They don't care about teaching the actual history of this country. When he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children. So slavery uh, became illegal. Now it's going to be illegal to teach slavery in schools. It seems it seems really odd. I mean, where is he going to draw the line? There was a time when enslaved people couldn't learn. And now it's illegal for us to learn about enslaved people. You think he's a racist? I, I think he's anti-black. He's a certain kind of mean that they like. They like the fact that he's going after black history. That is basically to say to his yeah. uh, constituents who are racist, yeah. look what I'm doing. Attacking black people is sort of the easiest way to sort of get on the get on first base, you know, with the MAGA faithful. To politicians like Ron DeSantis, to politicians like Cameron in Kentucky, black people being killed is just the cost of doing American business. Folks, this, he brought up a good point. Like half of this stuff is from The View. It's just like an endless expulsion of CO2 of disinformation. I mean, it's all that. It, it, some of them are just dumb. I, I mean that. Like Joy, Joy Behar, just stu- she's just stupid. I'm sorry. To, she, she is. She's just dumb. Joy doesn't. She's a comedian. She's not a particularly good one. How she got plunged into politics, I don't know. I have no uh, a beef with her opining on things she doesn't know. She has a right to free speech. She's free, but we're free to make her look like the idiot she is when she says things that are wrong, which is pretty much all the time. My problem's more with smart people like Sonny Hostin, who I met many times when I used to do commentary at CNN. She's not dumb. Sonny Hostin just lies. She knows better. Behar's just dumb. You understand that? Behar's just dumb. And that grifter Alyssa Farish, she'll say whatever for a dollar. I mean, that zero human dignity at all. Her and that whole crew. None of that's actually true. Now, you could have taken, you know, just seconds to go to the actual curriculum to see what's being taught in this social studies, African-American history, an African history uh, portion of, of the Florida curriculum, like the MRC did, Jeff Dickens. Uh, so he actually did that. You see, the liberal media could have done this too, folks. They could have just, Joe, went to the curriculum and looked it up. So they said they're not allowed to talk about anything, you know, the NAACP, historical black figures. Okay. So here's the actual language from the social studies, African-American history section listed as the assessing key figures and organizations in safe, shaping the civil rights movement and black power movements. This is what they are teaching. Examples may include, but are not limited to, the NAACP, National Urban League, SNCC, CORE, James Farmer, Charles Houston, Thurgood Marshall, Rosa Parks, Constance, uh, Constance Baker Motley, 
the Little Rock Nine, Roy Wilkins, Whitney M. Young, uh, A. A. Philip Randolph, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr., uh, Robert F. Williams, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, Malcolm X, uh, Stokely Carmichael, H. Rap Brown, the Black Panther Party. Uh, notice, but not limited to. Wow. Sounds like you're really being restricted. Speaking about black history there. Sounds like they just made that up, of course. And the weirder part about the whole thing is because, you know, Andrea Mitchell and The View and all the other pathetic, hack, disgusting, filth liars over there. The worst part of the whole thing is they're suggesting Ron DeSantis is somehow preventing people from discussing the horrors of slavery in the United States. So a couple of people looked it up, including the governor, Ron DeSantis. He's like, that's kind of weird because that's actually mandatory instruction in Florida. So weird. We'll get to that in a second. Stand by. Let me get to this first. Birch Gold. Folks, despite the U.S. blowing through the debt ceiling, they're spending more money. What does that mean? That means more inflation's around the corner. What does that mean? That means you should diversify now, protect your savings. Folks, I buy Birch Gold. I've done it many times. B-I-R-C-H, it's a company I trust. They are very easy to deal with. Our national leadership is burying their heads in the sand. Don't do the same. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Just text DAN to 989898 to claim your free information kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for an astonishing $247,000. You got that laying around? The problem is it's only getting worse, not better. Protect yourself with gold today by texting DAN to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. It's a good company, folks. Text DAN. To 989898 today. Past performance not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. Big fan. Used them multiple times. So again, they lie all the time. You're not allowed to be taught about black figures, important black figures in American history, despite the fact that they're actually in the curriculum right there, which you could have looked at yourself, but because you're meteor liars and sleaze balls and human filth, you're not going to actually do any of that because you love racial division. So here was Ron DeSantis speaking out yesterday about these attacks, indicating that that's kind of weird, the slavery thing, because that's actually in the curriculum if you just kind of bothered to look it up. Check this out. They're trying to say that because we have parental rights and because we have curriculum transparency, if you have a book that has hardcore pornography for ten, in, a, in a library that 10-year-olds can access, a parent objects to that, that does not satisfy Florida standards. It should not be in the library with those young kids. And I think, I think 99% of parents agree with that. What you will see, and you had a person in Jacksonville say, take a picture of blank bookshelf, say, the state doesn't want any books in the library, and then it ends up going. And then you have lefty media that do it, and then they try to create a narrative. They've also said, you just had on MSNBC, you had the, uh, the reporter saying that Governor DeSantis does not want students to learn about slavery and its aftermath. Well, if you actually looked at what our standards are, not only is it not prohibited to teach that, it's required to teach that. It's required to teach all of those things. It's required under Florida statutes to teach about racial discrimination. Again, folks, you just have to look it up. 
this really isn't hard. I, I know it's a lot to ask liberals to actually engage in facts and responsible dialogue because they're filth. And they're, they're, they're the race hustlers, all of them. But I just want you to know, chest out, chin up. I just want you to be proud that you're on the right side of the truth. And we're the actual party fighting racial discrimination. The rules the liberals want uh, taken away are rules that keep pornography out of schools. Why? Because America is becoming a corrupt country. I want you to read this piece, if you can. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It's in the newsletter today. It's by Newt Gingrich in the American Spectator. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you'd like to subscribe. It's free. I want you to read it because it's important. It's a short piece, but it's titled, America is Becoming a Corrupt Country. And it talks about exactly this. How there's a significant portion of the American population that wants pornography in schools. They want kids sexualized and abused. They want genital mutilation for kids, post-birth abortion. They want crime in major cities and chaos in major cities, racism taught in schools, race essentialism. They want white people put down because of the color of their skin. They want white people bowing and kissing the boots of people. They want to encourage shoplifting. They want to back up grifting like the Biden Inc. operation selling us out to China. Folks, they'll do anything to destroy this place. Gingrich goes through a list of things, including the spending of government money on all kinds of fraud, easily detectable fraud we do nothing about. The warnings are in that piece. Now, I'm sensing a revival. What happened in Asbury and elsewhere on that college campus? With the worship revival, I'm sensing a revival. I'm long in the United States. God's not going to let this place fail. But there's some dark times ahead and some really, really evil people leading that army against us. just want you to understand, changing this country is not going to be easy. It took us decades to get to this point. It's going to take us quite a, little, quite a bit of time to get it back. What worries me, too, is you know, clowns like Biden waltzing us into World War III. He gave an interview to David Muir, Muir, whatever his name is, Moore, I don't know how to say it, the uh, ABC News cat. So they're walking around the White House, and Muir asked him about, listen, what's the deal with China and Russia, the show we did yesterday, seeming to be growing into a very destructive symbiote threatening the United States? We got Russia pulling out of nuclear deals. We've got China threatening us, sending surveillance balloons over our territory. You know, what are you going to do about it? I want you to listen to Biden's answer. Again, seems completely, entirely oblivious to the problems going on around us because Biden's a foreign agent. Biden's, I don't mean James Bond again. I mean, Biden's family sold out to China a long time ago. So he's in no interest whatsoever for Biden to confront China or the problems in front of us. He's going to walk us right into World War III, this idiot. Check this out. I wanted to ask you about something Vladimir Putin said. He said that Russia is suspending participation, cooperation in the nuclear treaty with the United States. What's your message to Putin on that? It's a big mistake to do that. Not very responsible. And, uh, but I don't read into that that he's thinking of using nuclear weapons or anything like that. I think it's a... I'm not sure what else he was able to say in his speech at the moment, but I think it's a mistake and uh, I'm confident we'll be able to work it out. He is saying he's going to suspend participation in this nuclear treaty. Rhetoric is one thing, but we're a year into this war now. Does it concern you when he says something like this and are we less safe? 
Well, look, I think we're less safe when we walk away from arms control agreements that are very much in both parties' interest and the world's interest. But I've not seen anything, we've not seen anything that where there's a change in this posture, what they're doing, the idea that somehow this means they're thinking of new, using nuclear weapons, international continental ballistic missiles. There's no evidence of that. There you go, fellas. That, that sends a message. There's a, a big mistake, Joe. Big mistake. I'm sure Vladimir Putin's quaking in his boots right now. Tough I'm guy. sure his advisors are surrounding him. Sir, we need an emergency meeting. Race to the Kremlin right now. Motorcade speed to the Kremlin are sitting in a big round table. You know, Putin likes to stay away from people. He's a germaphobe, right? And at the end, they're screaming to him, sir, we're in big trouble. Biden said it's a big mistake. And Putin's like, oh, my. Back down. Back away. Dial it down. Temperature down. Shut those silos off. This is who we got backing us into World War III. Ladies and gentlemen, the signs are everywhere. Do not miss my Fox show tomorrow. Please, unfiltered, 9 o'clock. I hate the promos, but it's, I'm proud of the content we put together. An entire monologue in the beginning. I'm going to walk you through exactly how the very real threat of us being subjugated by China through a four-step plan is right in front of us right now if you just look at the signs. We can stop it, but we're running out of time. I want to get into the fake air raid siren in a minute, too. I discussed this on my locals this morning. This is starting to annoy me more and more by the day. Let me get to my last sponsor first, and I'll get to that. Listen, contrary to current headlines, several industries are headed for a hiring boom this spring, including e-commerce, healthcare, and surprisingly, hospitality. It's one of the areas with the most growth. Not only does this industry need to hire for service positions, but also managerial positions and back office operations positions as well. If you need to hire qualified candidates ASAP for any of these industries or any other industry, you need ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Check it out. It's a great site. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful matching technology to find the qualified candidates for a wide range of roles. It's easy to use, too. See a candidate who'd be perfect for your job. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to send them a personal invite so they're more likely to apply. Let ZipRecruiter keep your team growing strong no matter what the industry. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go see for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Again, try it today for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter, smartest way to hire. Give them a look. You love them. All right. This incident that happened over in Ukraine where Biden was walking out with Zelensky in Ukraine and an air raid siren went off. Uh, I discussed it the other day, but I, I have to be candid with you. It's been digging at me like a tick underneath my skin for the last few days as I hear from more and more people because I did this for a living before I came on here. And there's only two possible scenarios, ladies and gentlemen. Scenario number one is it. There was an actual air raid threat while Joe Biden was outside exposed with President Zelensky in Ukraine. And the Secret Service and the military in Ukraine did nothing about it, putting our president and their president in significant danger, which would have caused a world crisis, potentially a world war, right? And, and please, guys, I'm not, I usually joke around, but if, I'm, if any of this is, if you have a third option, he, Joe, please tell me. Is, is that, is the first, is the first option palatable to you? That yeah. It's an air raid siren, meaning there's a siren going off, meaning there's a threat from the air, meaning you probably shouldn't be out in the open because if the threat is real 
and they are killed, it could set off World War III, right? Cool? Point stipulated. Okay. Thank you. It's like we're in court. Hmm? Uh, option number two, and correct me if I'm wrong. Option number two, there was no legitimate threat. That's why no one responded, the Secret Service or the Ukrainian military, and they kept walking. But the air raid siren went off as a means of propaganda to make Biden appear strong in front of the entire world, therefore throwing the Secret Service and the military under the bus, who look hapless for doing nothing, while an air raid siren went off, showing you how little this guy gives a damn about the reputations of the people around them. It, fair? Fair analysis? Nailed hey, both going to set an air yeah. siren off? You got Do nothing about it. Okay, thank you. There, I, I don't see an option three. Well, actually, I'll throw in an option three just for, just for and giggles, right? All right. It was a mistake. Uh, an air raid siren went off. And, but even then, the Secret Service still should have responded, okay? But I'll throw it in whatever. Just say, which I doubt, but throw them. I want you to listen to the hapless, pathetic Kareem Jean-Pierre. Anyone changing their vote? Ooh. No? No. Joe? Yeah. No? Still sucks? Okay. Still sucks. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre, worst press secretary in the history of the United States. Again, celebrating what was one of the most disgusting propaganda rituals I have ever seen, humiliating the Secret Service. We're going to be talking about this on the Fox show tomorrow, too, because I'm not happy about this at all. Here she is celebrating it. Oh, look, we walked out in an air siren. It was so great. Nobody did anything. Here, check this out. The trip that President Biden took to Kiev, as many of you reported on, was uh, historic. It was brave. Many of you talked about how we heard the, the sirens wailing uh, in the background as the president was on the ground. Remember, there was there is no military uh, on the ground in, in Ukraine, U.S. military on the ground in Ukraine. And the president took this trip to send a very clear message, not just to the people of Ukraine, not just to Russia, but the world. It's just disgusting. I don't even know what to tell you. Uh. This is just really grotesque. Either you embarrassed and humiliated the Secret Service. Hey, we're going to put a fake air siren off. Don't do anything. Or the Secret Service, which I doubt, knew there was a threat to the president and did absolutely nothing. I, 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 I don't believe that. I just, I just don't believe it. I know the guys there. I, I know they're not going to risk their reputations and let the president die for a photo op. I, they're just lying. They're just lying. And not only are they lying, they're celebrating it because of hierarchy. They're in charge, you're not. They're going to lie right to your face, and they don't give a damn if you know about it. All right, running out of time, so uh, let's get to questions for Dan. Hey, Dan, at PamCakes67. I just read the names. I love the segments on your show with Henner Gracie. He is a self-defense expert in Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Would you ever consider doing an hour special with him? What do you think, E? An hour-long podcast with him? We could do, like, rape prevention. We could do how to defend yourself if you can't get out of a, a mugging situation. Yeah, I think we should. I think that'd be a great idea. Pamcakes, uh, if we do it, we will do an ode to Pamcakes in the beginning. I, I'm considering that. Everybody loves the Henry Gracie segments. He did a great one on my Fox show this past weekend. So thank you for the idea. Hey, Dan, at Crado S-G-R-G. You talked about China taking out the U.S. with EMPs and the balloons, sending us to the dark ages. How would that benefit them? Seems like the global economy would grind to a halt, which would doom them as well. Also, wouldn't the rest of the world unite against them? Uh, sir, you're, you're, 
It's a great question. Do not take the tone of my answer in any way as me being pretentious or a jerk. You're thinking about this all wrong. You're assuming Xi Jinping is a rational actor that's seeking access to a global market economy for the prosperity of his people. That is inaccurate. He is a, at best, mercantilist. He's, he's at best, uh, a, a, a pre-industrial mercenary thief. All he cares about is access to resources by force. If he cared about capitalism, he would have a capitalistic economy. He doesn't have that. Why would he send an EMP over the United States? Why? He could just send nukes. Why? He could. He could just send uh, nuclear uh, uh, ICBMs and destroy the United States. The answer is because he needs the food. He needs. He can't feed his people, and he needs the petrochemical. So you send an EMP over the United States. We're going to talk about this on the Fox show tomorrow night. You wipe out 90% of the population. The remaining 10% are fighting each other for food. The military's feckless. You took out all their electric systems. And you just waltz in here. Take the food. Take over the farms. What do you care about? A few stragglers on the outside of the fence line. That's why. At JJ in New York, uh, New Jersey, excuse me. When you and the family settle in for a TV popcorn night, what do you like to watch? You're going to laugh, but the only thing my family really likes to watch is HGTV. That's it. My daughter and my youngest, Amelia, and my wife are obsessed with HGTV. They will watch any show about any beachfront reno, mountain reno, moon reno, space reno, spacecraft reno. Buy it in reno, reno and reno, reno or reno. Flip a reno, flip a flip, it was flipped already. Flip a flip, flip a flipper. Throw a flipper off a cliff. They'll watch anything that has to do with real estate. That's all they watch. They love it. I'm th- right, Gee's wife, Kim loves it too. Hey, Dan, at T Bowley 20. What do you like doing outside of political commentary? Um, you ever see the movie Zero Dark Thirty? when they asked the Jessica Chastain character, you know, the movie about them chasing bin Laden, the CIA director played by James Gandolfini, he's playing Leon Panetta, sits down at a table in the lunchroom with this character who her entire career, she has spent chasing bin Laden. And he asks her, you know, same question. What do you like doing outside of this? Uh, what, what, what have you done here besides Bin Laden? And she looks him square in the face as she's eating like a bagel. And she goes, nothing. I've done nothing else. This is all I've done. I don't like doing anything else. This is my life. Dan, that sounds horrible. No, it's not. I enjoy it. I love my life. God has blessed me. Jesus Christ has blessed me with the opportunity to speak to millions of people every day and to change the world in my little way. This is all I like. I like nothing else. I barely watch sports. Maybe watch a UFC once in a while, but I do this. Key, can you vouch for me? You're here every day. I get up at four. I put my show together. I work out. I do my radio show. I go and do my book I, with, my, uh, with my co-author on the book. Then I do the Wall Street Journal reading for the night before, and I put the show together the next day. Then I maybe go out to dinner Friday with Paula. That's my life. It's not a sob story. I'm happy. That's my life. Hey, Dan, that's Steven Snyder. I know the media loves lying Biden like there's no tomorrow. 
But do you think they'll turn on him when we get closer to 2024 election and I'll have the candidate they want on the left? Yeah, I've went over this quite a bit. Uh, if Biden's numbers get bad, uh, they're not horrible now. If they start to get catastrophic, yeah, no question. The media will turn on them. Absolutely none. They, the media, remember, the media's goal is not to save Biden. It's to save, save liberalism. Don't ever forget that. If Biden becomes an anchor, he goes right overboard. At Jacktron, just, does anyone get more questions than Jacktron? Does he have a private channel to you, Gee? Does he pay you under the table? He's giving you seven. He's giving, he's giving, Joe, a little bit under, he's sliding a suitcase under the table to Gee. <laughs> hey, Dan, are you going to CPAC? Uh, I am not. Uh, I was not invited this year. I don't know if uh, Match Slap, maybe not a big fan of mine. I don't know. But uh, no, I was not invited this year. Honestly, I probably couldn't have gone anyway, but no. I'm not going to CPAC. I, I haven't been there, I think, in a couple of years, but it's a good event. Have fun. They run a great event over there. Uh, they do good events. Turning Point. Highly recommend you go to them. Great place for networking, by the way. Uh, hey, Dan, at GatorBit, what's the most commonly asked question you get? Oh, this is easy. Nine out of ten times when I'm out in public. Hey, Dan, is that thing with you and Geraldo real? Nine out of ten times. Nobody asks anything else. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, people ask me like, how's your wife? How's your daughter? Always Geraldo. Every single time. It's just funny because I haven't done a hit with Geraldo in probably seven, eight months. I got to get back to that. Maybe I'll do that sometime. This is the last one. One more. Okay. At Kling G. Hey, Dan, I'm a freshman student at a Division I school in Virginia. It's a very liberal school. Struggling to find a way to express my political beliefs without driving wedges between my teammates, students, and even coaches. I listen to your show every day and stay up to date on what's happening in our country, but I want to do more. What would be your advice to me? At Klingji. is the most important question uh, today. That's why I picked it. At Klingji. The disciples of Jesus Christ were crucified upside down. They were poisoned. They were sent off to remote islands. They were beheaded. They were stoned. They were beaten. They were tortured. They were laughed at. They were mocked. I'm not meaning at all to diminish what you're going through as a freshman student. I know public pressure is hard, but it's your job to speak up. Being a renegade is never going to be easy. I can tell you growing up, I can just tell you my experience in case you think I'm speaking with forked tongue here, which I'm not. Growing up, I grew up around a lot of people in Queens, New York that did drugs. Wasn't hard drugs. They did, I'm not minimizing it, but a lot of marijuana, people like Huff, remember people used to Huff glue, Joe? They would cut the corner off a bag like to get that thing. It would look like a mask and they would Huff glue. Like this is what they did growing up. I mean, kids have always done dumb stuff. And I grew up around a lot of these kids and, you know, good kids. They made mistakes, but, you know, it was interesting. The first year or so when I was like 13, 14 and everybody's like, oh, Dan, do it feels good, man. Let me get a high, whatever, bro. Drink this, drink that, smoke that. I didn't do it. And I didn't do it because I just didn't want to do it. I, you know, I was a believer and I didn't want to pollute my body. I was a baseball player and I'd wake up hungover and damage my brain and all that crap. And, you know, this interesting thing happened. Whereas they... They kind of didn't trust me for the first year. Like, like I was like a narc on them or something like that. After a while, they just accepted it. 
And I'm still friends with all these people. They've grown up. A lot of them are very responsible adults, good dads. They own good businesses now. You know, everybody makes mistakes. I'm certainly one of them. But after about a year, they respected it. They never offered it again. They would go do their thing. And as the Twix song, take two and pass, you know. (laughs) But they'd skip me. No one even asked. And no one said anything about it. It was just kind of accepted that I was going to do something different. Should do something different too. Hey Dan, at Ion Darth Vader. Oof, boy, the disgraced Jedi Knight or something. If you were to do a countrywide tour, where would you like to visit? We are going to do a countrywide tour for my book. I am proud to say it is finished. I will be giving you a preview of the cover and the book, folks. I kid you not. I am super proud of this book. It started out as a book about all the failures in my life because I got tired of reading about people's successes. I want you to know about my failures. I want you to know about every single thing I screwed up in my life. So you don't do it. And I want you to see how I learned from it. It's a hard book to write, to show people everything you failed at. But it's an important book. I've given it to people to read in kind of a beta group of authors, and they gave it the highest reviews. They loved it. One of them got through it in a day. I promise you're going to love this book and we're going to do a tour. Where are we going to go? I'm going to try to get to places that no one else goes to. I'm going to try to get to places like South Dakota and Wyoming and places people, people go to LA and New York to sell books and all that stuff. I want to talk to real Americans, you know, that built the place that Buttigieg and others call flyover country. But I'll be making that announcement coming up probably within the next few months. It's going to be really exciting. You're going to love it. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please don't miss my Fox show tomorrow night. I've got the best guests. I mean, there's no better guest than this. Mark Levin, the great one, and my monologue about what exactly, I'm going to produce the facts to back it up, a Chinese invasion of the United States would look like. It ain't what you think. Unfiltered tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all the uh, subscriptions and follows of the podcast this week. We're back up to number four. On the podcast charts, thanks to you. Please subscribe and follow. It's free on Apple, Spotify, and rumble.com slash Bongino. You all are great. Thanks a lot. I'll see you on the Fox Show Saturday night. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.